Wake up, sleepy heads, sleeping beauties, my sleepy chiefs. This is Sleeper Salad, your diet fantasy football podcast, giving you late round sleepers, mic'd up bleepers, and jeepers creepers. Do we have a good show for you today? I am your host, Alex Bloom. That's at Kabloom, K-A-B-L-O-M-M-E, your fantasy guru, your bright lighthouse in a dangerous storm, your friend, probably. Welcome. Today, we are going to cover the news leading into this, the 57th season of fantasy football, in a segment called Fresh Chopped. Then we'll take a break for a word from our sponsor, StatWad, a 100% secure daily fantasy sports betting app. After the break, we will have Chicken Salad. That's one guy I don't want to draft because I think he's chicken. After Chicken Salad, we will have Waiver Wire... uh, salad and then we'll do top five wide receivers for points per reception league that's ppr we'll be counting down so stay till the end or else you won't know who's number one let's get started sleeper salad to you here we go favorite segment it's fresh chopped Our first story in Fresh Chopped is called Greener Pastures. The former Dolphins offensive lineman Richie Incognito was in the news recently for becoming an ambassador of anti-bullying non of an anti-bullying nonprofit group per multiple sources. Now, Incognito, if you're not familiar because his name is Incognito, as I mentioned, he's a former offensive lineman for the Dolphins, and he's most notable for his plat. for his pattern of harassment of an African-American teammate involving repeated use of the N-word, which he has also been recorded saying in a different context. Naturally, this man, Richie Incognito, is now an ambassador for this anti-bullying group, Boo to Bullying. That's one word, capital B-O-O, number two, capital B-U-L-L-Y-I-N-G. And I want to talk about this name. I love this name. I think it's got its head in the right place. Let's scare the bullies. Because really, that's the only way you're going to get bullying to stop if we're realistic about it, is they, they need to be scared of the prospect. Also, listeners of this podcast were eventually going to find out I'm always in favor of Halloween. More Halloween in everything, let's say boo to everything, but especially bullying. Lastly, I like the abbreviation B2B It's pretty catchy, and it reminds me of the popular text abbreviation for Back to Business. So I think this name is really good. Good on Incognito for attaching him to this well-named nonprofit. Now, in a recent news release by B2B, Incognito said the cause aligned with his values and added, I can personally relate to it from both sides, being bullied and being accused of being a bully. Pointing out how accusations are punishment enough is something that needs to be done more often, if you ask me. Accusations are serious and usually worse than committing the thing I'm accused of. So what I did it, don't accuse me so much. It's It hurts. So fully agree with his messaging there. Incognito continued, a group of guys actually threw rocks at me. My dad told me not to worry and to focus on football. So I grinded. And at this point, I was really starting to excel. After a few weeks of not letting it bother me, I actually became friends with the guys that bullied me. 
end quote. Just goes to show we don't even need this stupid anti-bullying group. If you just don't be a wuss, your bullies will like you. Sports 101, dum-dum. On another point, you can tell from this quote that this guy's brain is clearly fine. So take that, CTE worry warts. Good brain in operation right there. Hashtag fantasy focus. Fantasy focus. Make sure to pick up Richie Incognito in your draft. I think being involved in this group is going to add a necessary finesse to his game. And moreover, I don't think retirement can stop this guy. I think even from the stands or from his couch, he will score upwards of seven touchdowns this season. So make sure you draft him. Just got to remember that the rest of the guys on your fantasy team have to be white or you are going to have problems with Mr. Incognito. Next story, Salad Spinner. The NFL is looking at adjusted kickoff rules, which is a change that would be implemented later than they normally implement those kinds of changes, according to ESPN. Apparently, they're looking at adjusting the kickoff rules because kickoff is five times more likely to result in concussions compared to other types of plays. And I guess five times is too much for these cowardly players. Uh, I won't be able to address all of them in chicken salad. (laughs) At least not in this episode. Anyway, I miss the old days of football. When kickoff was a knife fight and the last man standing won the game and that was all you needed. Plus ritual kicker sacrifice. Uh, Those made the game better. I'm sad to see them go, and it's just really upsetting to see the game continue to go in this boring direction. Now, it's another reason to prepare for the inevitable XFL takeover that Vince McMahon is working on. So we won't even be watching the NFL anymore. Hashtag X marks the spot. Hashtag Uno Equis. Hashtag X's ain't friends. Apparently... League officials want the kickoff to be, quote-unquote, more like a punt. Hashtag fantasy focus. This is tyranny of the kicker. Fantasy focus. It goes on top of that already bogus roughing the kicker penalty that makes it so you can't even touch the guy. It's really totally unfair to other players, the treatment of the kicker, that this is continuing. The kicker is allowed to tackle other players. Other players aren't allowed to tackle the kicker. That's just unfair right there is obvious. Uh, but in terms of usable information for your fantasy team, this just goes to show what I've always been saying of you should draft your kicker first. Hopefully you can get the kicker for the Buccaneers. I think his name is Chandler Kenanzaro. The top of my draft board should be yours. Now we're going to have a little break. See you soon. Today's podcast is sponsored by StatWad. Now, if you're listening to Sleeper Salad, you're a smart person. And if you're smart and you're listening to my good advice, you're definitely going to make money on this daily fantasy sports betting app. You see, the, uh, the typical users of StatWad are called SpitWatch, and over there they really know nothing. Uh, you can go in. You don't need to call yourself a SpitWad anymore. And you're going to make tons of money because these people are just going with their gut Drafting quarterbacks early, not focusing on the kicker, not focusing on the defense like they need to. And that's why you're going to have a lot of success. If you go over to StatWad, bet your money, you're going to be making thousands in a minute. I'm telling you, it's a sure thing. So go over there, 
draft your team, remember kicker first, play that day, and then you can forget that team after. It's not like regular fantasy football where you're stuck with a team. If you don't like your team, you didn't get the best kicker possible, you can go back and try a whole different team the, ne the next week, and you'll have a great time usually, and you'll make a lot of money always. So you can test different layouts and investment strategies in the players, and as always, make a lot of money. So go over there and get 25 bucks off with promo code BUSTYOURCHOPS, like Fresh Chopped, the segment that preceded this ad. That's B-U-S-T-Y-O-U-R-C-H-O-P-S-L-I-K-E-F-R-E-S-H-C-H-O-P-P-E-D-T-H-E-S-E-G-M-E. Welcome to Chicken Salad. This week in Chicken Salad, I'm doing what I usually do in Chicken Salad, telling you about one guy I don't want to draft because I think he's chicken. Our Chicken Salad plop of this week is Derek Henry. Now, you don't have to go very far to figure out why this guy's a chicken. He's six foot three, 238 pounds. Who needs to be that big? What are you scared of? Lose 15 inches and 80 pounds and we'll see how tough you are. It's just a, it's a coward's way out. He's way too big. It's, it's not fair. He also has very long legs, which is a sign of a chicken to me. It makes it too easy for him to run away from his problems. He actually did a 4.54 second 40 yard dash at his combine. And that's what I call the coward's pace. Good running backs don't run around stuff. They push through the tackle. Derrick Henry also went to Alabama for college. And you know that means he's a chicken because that state begins and ends with screams. That's all you need to know. Alabama. Also, Derrick Henry has similar hair to the artist The Weeknd. And I don't like this for two reasons. First off, because he has his dreads in a top knot like that, some of the dreads poke out and act sort of like antenna that he can sense stuff around him. What's he so worried about if he's not chicken? <laughs> Plus, since I judge his hair to be too similar to the weekends, I think he's not being brave enough to try his own hairstyle. Or, like a real man, stick with the same buzz cut he's gotten ever since he was 10, but let it grow out sometimes. Lastly, for Derrick Henry, I don't like that he's only had one fumble in 286 NFL carries. He's holding on for dear life. He's terrified. He, and he obviously doesn't have any confidence in himself to retrieve the ball if he loses it. So I just don't like this guy. Don't draft him. Get your kicker. Don't draft this chicken. <laughs> now it's time for Waiver Wire uh, Salad. This is the segment where I'm going to give you anything and everything that has to do with the waiver wire. If you're not familiar with the waiver wire, just know it's the number one week-to-week -week issue for fantasy team owners. Today in Waiver Wire uh, Salad, we are diving into a tale from Waiver Wire's past. I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that this is the 57th season of fantasy football as we know it, so let's take a trip back to that fateful first season. July 27th, 
1963, Oklahoma City, Montana. This is a city with population 4,500, famous for its buttered brisket biscuits. In OCM lives Bill Timmies. He's the night guard at the Wilson Football Factory. He's 45, unmarried, sharing an apartment with a phone book collector. He's obsessed with football statistics. There's not much of a system, uh, a public system of retaining these statistics at this time. So Bill keeps track of football statistics on his own in his free time, but also uh, he has admitted in the past that he would work on it while he was being the night guard at the Wilson Football Factory. Hard to blame him. Usually those footballs aren't going anywhere. But this one night, July 27, 1963, Bill is strolling through the factory when he notices a sewing machine humming. He, he hears it. He goes over into the factory floor to inspect. And what does Mr. Bill Timmy see but a tiny greenish man operating this sewing machine without any leather, none of the materials for a football. Bill Timmy is obviously startled. He collects himself for a second and then points his walkie-talkie at the guy and asks, what's up? Now this this guy, wherever he's from, he doesn't know that this walkie-talkie isn't a weapon. So he raises his hands. But the sewing machine is still interestingly moving with without processing any leather, but it does seem to be working very purposefully, stopping every once in a while. It seems like this creature is controlling the sewing machine with his mind. So the small creature raises his hands and says in a fun British accent, My name is Flickstick from Ororiray. I mean you no harm. I have studied your people for a long time and become fascinated with your new game of footing ball. It represents a great threat to my people, so I am working on a prototype of an imaginary football system that will hold your kind's attention without endangering our, our ships that have vertical donut-shaped football-sized weaknesses. Now, this is, again, all very alarming to Bill. But he comports himself, he says, Tough taco, Smurf boy, and puts him into the ceiling. <laughs> but that interaction did give Bill the idea for fantasy football, that imaginary football system the strange alien was talking about, planted the seed that became the beautiful tree of fantasy football that we know today. Bill thought, imaginary football, that's interesting. We take the game of football and we make a way to play it without being on the field and risking your own safety. What's a way where we can feel like we're responsible for success without having any actual personal investment? And he started to get to work on it and it came together. He developed the point system at first. That's the the first step in building fantasy football. He said one point for each yard and two points for a touchdown. So obviously, uh, we've amended this. Now it's half a point for a yard and a quarter of a point for a touchdown. But you, you see the game had to start somewhere. And then uh, Bill goes uh, to the OCM watering hole and gets the rest of the regulars to come play with him. Now this game that they played is much more difficult than the game now because they are tracking the statistics with pencil and paper. They're bringing out the newspaper every morning because they can't watch every game. 
and they copy the box scores because they didn't even have access to a good computer in uh, Oklahoma City, let me tell you. <laughs> so they, they had these giant books of data that were the building blocks for uh, pro football reference and the other sites that you see today. And we thank them for that, as well as for founding this beautiful game that gives us all so much. Who knows where I'd be if it if it wasn't for fantasy football? I'll, I'll get into that on on a later episode. But I I know so many people that feel the same way, and it's like it didn't even exist. What would we have done? I I know to draft your kicker. <sighs> draft your kicker first. And draft kickers often. It's that's the sum of my contribution to humanity. But if if I can reach any one of you out there with how fantasy football has helped me, how it helped Bill Timmy's, how it didn't help that little green idiot from the the football factory, I I'll feel like I've contributed. So I uh, I hope. Everyone out there can can take some kind of value from the story of the first season of fantasy football. It it's a very different story than you might expect, but in many ways, it, it couldn't have ever been any different. That was that was always the way it had to be. Gazoo or whatever had to give the idea to people because honestly, we're we're just not good enough for ideas like this. So just think about that. Uh, get ready because the, the football season's coming up pretty soon. I think, think it's less than 50 days now. So listen to this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Salad Sleeper. Uh, and follow me at Kabloom, K-A-B-L-O-M-M-E. By the way, we, so yeah, I was going to do top five wide receivers for PPR. We don't have any time. We'll get to that next week. Uh... Oh, one more thing. So, our sponsor for the episode today was StatWad. StatWad is no longer authorized to do business in the United States, as I have recently been informed. I have been asked to testify. Uh, so, please use new sponsor, Money Toilet. A swirling good time. Some promo code. Thanks. Have a good week. Bye. This podcast was produced by me, Alex Bloom, and written with the help of Fiona Babakanians.